This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have Brad Warren. He's a land banking consultant, and I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Brad, how are you? I am doing very well. Thank you very much for having me on the show. You know, thanks for, for taking the time. I'm excited to get into this. I mean, we have a great conversation prior to this, and uh, this is a pretty cool thing that people definitely should know about. So, Let's uh, kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company. Well, I'm a former business coach, but uh, 10 years ago, no, now it's 11 years ago, I started investing in land. Then I became a finder, which is like a referral partner. And I was sending all the business to my land banker. Her name is Marcella Silva. And then six years ago, she said, stop referring business, get your real estate license and come work with me. And I went, okay. So I am now a licensed real estate salesperson in the state of California, and I sell dirt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love your energy. I love how you make it simple for people to understand the journey and and ended up like punchy. Like I just sell dirt. Uh and and, and on that note, I, I I wanna I want people to to get to under understand this, right? So it, what why why are you selling dirt? And also, like you haven't said it, but you sell it in a very, very specific area. So if you can tell us why that area and why are you selling dirt? Well, the short answer is I help patient investors diversify and build their portfolios. Usually it's a retirement portfolio by investing in land strategically placed in the path of growth in one very specific area of California. It's a 60-mile radius around downtown LA. For your listeners who can't see me, there's a map behind me with that white circle around that 60-mile radius, and they can see what those particular cities are. Uh, the why is, you know, people always say, well, why only that area? Uh, that's a much more complicated question. It takes a lot longer to explain. I can hint at it later as we go along. But the idea is to help the what we would call the average investor, because our minimum is only $25,000. So you don't need a half a million or two million or whatever. Minimum is 25,000 up to 2 million. That's the range. And you invest with us, you buy land, you get it, you own it. And your exit strategy, seven to 10 years down the road, and we're very conservative. So we tell people, well, this is a buy and hold, set it and forget it, sit and wait, patient investors, real estate strategy. Your end result is to sell it to a developer. And then the developer builds a thousand acre solar farm, 500 homes, a shopping center, a football a football stadium, something like that. And your returns are generally three to seven X, three to seven times your investment. So in a nutshell, that's what land banking is and who my clients are and why they do it. I love it. I love it. Um, And it's a, it's a, I mean, just by just mentioning that is uh, the area, right? Like you're saying, uh, 
LA, you know, south of LA and all that is like automatically for me clicked. And I know for most people that at least have an idea, right? Like, I mean, what LA is. So it's like, oh, so you're basically, you know, you're taking space. There's, there's, this is a limited resource, right? So when you take that in a, in a, in a highly populated area that it's continuously developing, it's just a matter of time when they're going to develop that time. So you're basically securing that and be like, no, this dirt is mine. If you want it, just buy me out of it at a good price that then, you know, I get, get my money, my money out. And I, what I'm getting and correct me if I'm wrong, that the reason that you guys, you know, you call it land banking is because it's, it's like you're putting money on a, on a safe bank, right? It's like, it's here, set and forget it. It's for retirement way better than put it on a CD or something that you don't get anything. Right. But then you put it right. there, you're not making it like, Oh, year over year, half a percent or like 3% or whatever. You're just leaving well, it there until you sell it. And then you can reap real benefits. Cause this is just a matter of time. It's not, it's, it, it's not if it's when, right. Yeah. Well, you brought up two things. One, one of our taglines is um, invest in land because they're not making any more of it. It is finite. And when you look around, Everything is built on land, roads, solar farms, houses, shopping centers, hotels, schools, hospitals. They need land. You don't want to get into the permitting process and the construction process and the, and the price of copper has tripled and wood has gone up and now you got supply chain issues. You just want to own dirt and sell that dirt to someone else and let them develop it. Uh, so th th that's... That that was one thing, and then you alluded to something else, and I can't even remember what it was. But in, invest in land because they're not making any more of it. Oh well, I said like it's not it's not if is oh, when. Yes, and you said you said CD, oh. uh, which most people know a CD stands for a certificate of deposit, and you have that at a bank, and it pays you one percent, one and a half percent. We call those certificates of disappointment because they are giving you less than inflation in every case that, that I know of, which means you're basically losing buying power on that money. Land yeah. goes up if bought correctly with our company. I'm going to brag a little bit. We are one of the premier land banking companies in the world. If you buy it correctly and you know it's in the path of growth, the, the biggest risk, because people always say, Brad, what's the biggest risk in land banking? It's you, the investor, getting impatient and wanting to sell your land sooner. And I have a couple of examples later I can give those. Uh, it, if, it, if in the, in those cases, it's, it's it's selling it to another person that wants to make it their land banking rather than waiting for the developer to go in with the big box. Or is that what you mean? Or, or putting it up for sale yourself. I, I have one of my clients, he's in Thailand. He owns a solar property and a commercial pro property. And he just emailed me literally this week. And he said, Brad, can you put me in touch with a real estate agent in Southern California? And maybe I could rent out my solar land and my commercial property and make some cash flow while it's just sitting there. And I emailed back and I said, no, you can't do that. First of all, the only thing that can be built on the solar property is a solar farm. You can't put anything else there. So you can't rent it. And, and our exit strategy is to wait. If you try to do something now, someone's going to want to steal your land and take it from you for, I don't know, he, he paid $120,000 or 150000 and they offer you one hundred and seventy-five, and you get like nervous 
and you exit and you make $25,000? No, that land is going to be in the three to four hundred thousands of dollars. But you must be patient. You have to wait. And that, yeah. that is the bit that really is the biggest problem. Marcella, my, my boss, my partner, my mentor, my coach, and very good friend of mine, I actually was went to her wedding. That's how close she is as a friend. Um, she tells stories all the time of, of her clients who call her up after two, three years. Oh, I got to sell. Oh, I'm getting nervous. Oh, nobody's getting an offer. And she said, stop. Get on the free Tuesday night webinars. Stay updated. You'll see that there's things happening all around your land if you would at least stay more educated, which is one of the things we're big on is education. In fact, you can't even invest with us until you see a one-hour presentation by Marcella on land banking. We call it Land Banking 101. If one of your listeners emails me as soon as this is over, they email me and say, okay, Brad, I got 25000 I want to buy something right now. I'd say, great, thank you. Here's a video. Watch it and then get back to me. And I, I will I won't even schedule a Zoom call or a phone call with them until they watch it. You yeah. got to educate first. And it's the same thing. So these people, they wait. They call her again a year later. They wait. Finally, after like five years, this one guy, you know, he was so upset. And she says, no, wait. Within like six months, he got one of the highest lease offers that the company has ever seen. And this was in March of 2020, right when COVID was beginning. He got a land lease, 25 years of cash flow, probably a million and a half or more on about a fifty or sixty thousand dollar property. Hello? So so it at least like not even he didn't even have to to get rid of it. So he's not making all that so, money, he's still keeping it. That is what a lease is. It's usually in some cases, it's usually it's, it's usually 15 years with a 2% escalation. So the first year, let's say it's $2,000. The next year, it's whatever, 2% of 2,000. I can't do the math in my head fast enough. $40, 10% would be, uh, yeah. So so he, so he the next year, it's 2,080 per month. And then it goes up to 2,163 or whatever. So it has a 2% escalation clause locked in for 15 years with two five-year renewals. So after five years, they renew after five years, they renew. And now after 25 years, they say, you know, these panels are obsolete. We don't want to take them out and put it back. We're done. And he still owns the land. It's still his land. In fact, they might even leave the solar panels there and he can sell that to the energy company. I, I you know, or take them out and put in his own panels. I don't know what, what he's going to do. Whatever, because obviously you don't know where the technology is going to be, blah, blah, blah. You don't know that. But but the point is, you still have the land. Even if you have to ultimately scrap that or whatever, right? And nothing really comes out of the panels or whatever, let's say. You still have the land and there's no more land. Unless you go like, I mean, technically, right? Like Dubai, you know, people are like making (laughs) making land nowadays. So, But there's only so much that you can go that route anyway and... You know, because well, there's open, but so there there's land available all over the planet. The big question is, is location. it in the path of growth? Is there population moving in or moving out? Is infrastructure being built? We like to say, follow the money. When a city government takes 180 million dollars of its budget and puts it into widening the off ramps off a freeway that runs through the town. 
you got to ask yourselves, why are they doing that? Why are they spending $180 million of the city money to make the off-ramps more accessible? They must know something's coming there. So we immediately start looking at the four area, you know, the four off-ramps. Usually there's like four gas stations on the corner. You know, we've all seen those. Now there'll be like four charging stations because gas is starting to go away and electricity's coming in. But we're going to look around. Maybe there's a housing development right off the freeway and people will buy houses there because they, they're home and, you know, they don't have to drive a half an hour through town. They're, they're there in two minutes or three minutes. So those kinds of things where you follow the money, you look at where money's being invested, that's usually in the path of growth. That's the kind of land that we research. That's the kind of land we make available to our investors. That's amazing. I mean, and this make this is, this makes sense, right? Like I, I love yeah. how this is just makes sense. I mean, you you already if you're in the you're in the investor mode, like you you already you make money, you need to shelter it somewhere. Like this sounds like a perfect haven almost, right? Like it's like if you want to shelter for like retirement, like look, I don't need this money. I don't need to take it out or anything. I'm just gonna put it there. And even worse, worst case scenario, knowing that like if you really need it and there's something coming and you really need it now, you probably can't even sell that land anyway. And you know, like you said, like, oh well, if you need $25,000 instead of $400,000, well, it's up to you. But if you really need it, right? But obviously that's not the mentality or anything. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's the absolute worst case scenario because yeah, we, of we, the target, right? Like the, we, in the area. 40. In 44 years of the company's history, no one's ever lost money. No one's yeah, ever so lost Some people money. win a little bit because they're they're desperate and, they're some and the patient and the patient if, people if win. Pa if, if they're not patient, they're going to want to get out early. We can't promise them three to seven X. And like yeah, you, you, you actually referred to retirement funds. I would say the vast majority of my clients use what is called a self-directed IRA or a self-directed Roth. One is tax deferred. One is tax free. Uh, it's a it's a regular IRA and a Roth, but it's called a self directed one because it allows you to invest in real estate. Whereas a regular Roth and a regular IRA do not let you invest in real estate. So you got to do a little bit of moving your money around. But you know, my clients in their forties and fifties, they still got twenty years till they're going to retire, and it's sitting in an account. Most of them were in mutual funds and stocks, and where's that today? Hello. If you didn't get out, if you didn't get out in November of 2021, you probably tanked. You know, your 401k is a 201k, maybe even a 101k. So a lot of it. people use retirement funds because it's patient money. It's not needed for anything. You're not going to need it till you retire. Leave it there and let it grow with us. Maybe even go twice. So in seven to 10 years, you sell once, you reinvest. You don't even need to do a 1031 exchange because it's It's in a self-directed IRA. There's deferred tax or no tax. So you don't even have to do anything with the taxes. You just buy another piece of property with that money and you let that go to three to seven X. Now you've built some, what we call generational or legacy wealth. By that meaning you may not use it all in your lifetime, but your kids and your grandkids will thank you forever and ever and ever. Amazing. 
I I love this so much. I'm glad that I that I, that we did this. I know that I'm gonna take this episode. I'm gonna blast it out because you know <laughs> you told me also you know great referrals. So anybody here, if you're not interested on buying but you're interested in making some cash on referrals, that's another option. And there's other videos for that and everything that you know you need them. You can communicate with Brad, pretty right. easy. But I know that I I already make notes here. I'm going to connect with uh, Marie Waite, uh, that she's a connection that I have close to that area and she deals with real estate. So I'm already, I already have those notes. So I'm going to connect you right away. I'm going to blast this to all my CRM contacts. And, you know, I'm definitely going to blow this out of the water because this is great. And you make it very easy to understand, entertaining, like, so easy this is this is easy this is great content yes. i love it <laughs> so. yeah well i i you know people say so brad you're still working no but but, but i you're, you're on these podcasts and you're and you're filling out forms and you're but i said yeah but it's not work this is fun exactly. this is you know this is doing what I, I love i'm passionate about it i i think that's coming across in my voice tone and certainly in my animation in my face i know your listeners can't see me but the ones watching the video i i this, this is what i love doing i love first of all i love helping people become wealthy that makes me feel really good at the end of the day when somebody sells their land and they made three to seven times investment and they say brad i can now send my kid to college with all that money from one sale yeah thumbs up and money yeah i i can now send my kid to college for four years i i got it all in one sale it's all there the 25 became 125 and now I got enough. Um, and again, those are just examples. I can't always promise that, but that's what we've seen over 44 years of the history of the company. The average returns are in that three to seven X range and the average time is seven to 10 years. So I love this. I love and, this. and I also love the part about referrals. I want to make that clear to people. Um, yes, if you don't have the money, what I tell people is here's what I want you to do. Refer somebody to me you'll make 2% of the gross sales price. So even at the absolute minimum of $25,000, you'll make $500. Take that check from me and open up a savings account, even at the bank, just to park it somewhere for now, and have that be your land banking savings account. Put all of my referral checks in there, and in one or two years, you'll have enough money to buy your own piece of land with the money I gave you for sending your friends to me. I've made over $55,000 in referral fees in the course of when I was a finder for Marcella over those five years, I made $55,000. My biggest finder who came as a result of a podcast, he's made over $40,000 in a year and a half. And we ain't done. <laughs> I'm about to send him $2,400 on Saturday I'm going to wire it to his bank account in Panama because he's an expat. That's where he lives. And every time I send him one, I say, hey, Mikel, check your bank account. Make sure the 2400 bucks is there. And he emails back, yes, thank you, Brad. I owe you another dinner. <laughs> it's great. When I come to Panama, you can take me out. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And, I, you know, one thing that you, one point that you brought uh, that like, oh, like this is, I'm not even, I don't even work. This is something that I enjoy doing. And I really like that because given what I do, right? Like I do PR strategy, just public relations in general. And uh, that is where I get my clients to. It's like, look, my clients are typically seven figure plus, ideally even like sometimes even eight figure plus people that they're in this 
mode of like, look, it's not about the money. Like we have money, we could retire, uh, but they want they want more impact. They want to have and create money so they can impact more people, right? Like this just gives you options, gives you freedom. And they, but they don't want to work because they don't even have to. So the, right. the, the, the thing that I help them with is by getting, getting them to leverage other people's platforms, right? Which is going to podcasts, stages, or going into social media. And also uh, I help them create their own platform. Or, or stage, if you may, right? Yeah, Which right. Is, could be a podcast, could be a social media, could be an actual event, right? Or or or, or all of the above, right? And, and I love that because, you know, I, I, when you have your own media, uh, that's a way that you can lead with value by getting people like, hey, I'll get you in my media, in my podcast, in my uh, Roku show, in my whatever the case may be, right? And then then you build that relationship. And after that, then you can make deals with them, like introduce them to land banking maybe, right? And, and you know, a lot of different things can happen after you build a relationship. And that's why I think that's the most important thing in business. And it's, that's why I picked PR because it's about more their relationships than any other industry. And, and that's why I really like, so that's why, you know, you really like this type of stuff too. So that's why we're, we're vibing uh, in this because it's, it's just fun. Like that. I love doing this. That's why I'm focusing more on this because I do traditional media. It's not that I don't do it, but I am tired of the own reliability. Like it's like the, the, the producers in national TV, for example, they have no incentive to care about me or my clients. Right. I am an asset for them and my right. clients are an asset for them and they pick and choose when they need you. And that's it because it's editorial. Like it's not, if it's sponsored and stuff, that's an advertisement. That's different, right? So then I, I play with advertisements too, but if I want to have like real PR and leverage people, Lever, leverage like other people's platforms, then I have to make relationships and I need to make assets. So now I'm focusing way more on that owned media so that way I can guarantee those things and then from there like look I already you already have like you know a lot of followers a lot of subscribers and you have your own podcast and stuff now it's like that can turn into money so anything else that you do for PR that then might be kind of long-term awareness and you might not even be able to really track the ROI but then it got you a connection that you made a seven million dollar deal right there's all those things but sometimes it's hard to track so I'm not relying on that anymore and I'm doing those things so I just wanted to throw that out there because when you said that you know you got me thinking I was like you see like that's why I do these things because I want to help people to put them in positions that feel that they're not even working but they're making money right. anyway right that's what I want to do for my that's what I do for my and clients that, and what I want to keep doing so I'm, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because it set me up perfectly for this yeah and and maybe just to wrap up that part uh there's an acronym people say Brad you're mad I say yeah I'm making a difference I am I mad. Make this, I'm mad I'm making nice. that that people you're mad you're crazy you do all this volunteer work. You do all this other stuff. You say, yeah, I'm mad. I'm making a difference. And it shuts them up <laughs> really Man. fast. And hey, do you have um, social media? Do you have Facebook or no? Do you don't? Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I think you way... did add me, right? I know that I think about it. I think we, we did have it because I want to. The reason that I'm asking mainly is because I want to make a post and want to put this and then I want to tag you because this is great. I want to post this right after this. So, yeah, 
That's what uh, I, I, I take when, when you're done editing or whatever you do with it to make it nice and fancy and all that stuff. I send it out on Facebook. I send it out on LinkedIn and I send it to my tribe, my email list. Uh, and then, you know, they, Hey, Brad, you did another one. Oh my God. You, you must really be into this. And it starts conversations sometimes. You um, say you get it, right? That's exactly what I do, right? So <laughs> uh, you get it. I, I love it. I love this. So definitely I will tag, I will make this a comment and uh, I want to make this a, a post and I'm going to tag you. And uh, so is there, you know, any last takeaways that you want to leave the audience with? Well, obviously I want to make sure that people can get a hold of me the best way. And I do respond within 24 hours is email. Uh, I'm 72 years old, so I'm not much of a texter. I'm not a TikTok person. In fact, just a quick aside, Fu, uh, the first podcast that I did with this guy, Mikkel, Mikkel Thorup, the expat money show was his podcast. Uh, it, it aired June 30th, 2021. I'll never forget the date, but I showed up. Uh, I had, I actually got dressed up and we get on there and he looked at me because he'd met me previously and I was in a t-shirt. This time I was all dressed up nice. He says, Brad, why are you all dressed up? I said, well, you're doing a podcast. And he said, yeah. I said, well, doesn't that mean that you're recording the video and sending it out to people so they can watch? He said, Brad, that may be a vodcast or a video cast. A podcast is audio only. And I turned beat red. I thank God we weren't recording at that point. And I was like, OMG, I didn't know that. He says, you never, you didn't know what a podcast, I said, I never, my daughter, my millennial, my 30-year-old millennial daughter just laughed at me. Oh, dad, you're so technologically challenged. I didn't know what a podcast was. So now I do. I still get dressed up just in case they do the video. But like email, I am doing, right? email is just my name. Brad at bradwarren.com. B-R-A-D at B-R-A-D-W-A-R-R-E-N.com. Shoot me an email. Just make sure you say foo in the subject line. Then I'll know how you heard about me because all of my business is by referral. I don't respond to people that I don't know where they're, they're, they're coming from. I get a, a lot of spam and a lot of junk email. But if they put something in the subject line that tells me, oh, they just listened to the podcast or they saw it on uh, YouTube or wherever it gets posted, then I will respond to them and say, yeah, hi, this is Brad. How can yeah. I help you? Oh, so I listened to you with Fu and it, oh my God, Easy. land banking, tell me more. Okay, great. And then I set up a one-on-one and off we go. Yeah, I love it because um, my last name is pretty easy, you know, F-O-O, that's it, simple. Um, So definitely something to 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 make it easy and subject line, three letters, that's it. And he'll know. Um, so yeah. And, 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 you know, those that are listening, uh, sometimes I forget to promote myself too, right? Like James L as in Lewis Fu F O O. You put that in Google, you find all my social media, you put it on search of any social media and you'll find my social media, right? Except Facebook, because I, I, I do own it. I just don't know how to get to it because I lost the password of both the account and the email. So I can get to the James L. Foo, but I, I'm there. I'm like authority foo. That's what I put there <laughs> in, in, in uh, uh, Facebook. But yeah, man, uh, you know, Brad, I think this uh, this was great. This is a great informational, fun podcast slash, you know, video show, let's say, right? Because it goes both in YouTube and uh, through all major podcast platforms. And I just want to say, Thank you for, for taking the time to come here. I have a valuable conversation and a value to my audience because this is something that could be life-changing uh, for somebody that puts this retirement and suddenly, you know, the alternative would have been so much 
worse than than this right and this is so positive that could be life changing like quite literally so thank you yep well thank you for having me on the show <laughs> so uh this was Brad Warren and Fu and this is us signing off Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.